The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Coal Investment Group and its staff. Coal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. And welcome to the Retirement Clinic. Jeff Kowal is your host from the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialist. Jeff, how are you? Good morning, sir. I'm well. Good morning, Paul. How are you doing? Fantastic. I'm ready to go. We are live in studio, WIBA Madison, WISN Milwaukee. The Retirement Clinic, very exciting as we approach the 20th anniversary of your show. People probably thought I was going to say 9-11. Yes, that's when we started the show. Well, it was a Saturday before that. I think it was September 8th. Um, 20 years ago, and you wonder what kind of things went on over the last 20 years. Well, we're going to cover that. So when we look at the uh, upcoming shows in September, celebrating the 20th uh, anniversary of the show, um, basically it's because of you, the listeners. Thank you for your continued support. We wouldn't be here without you. Uh, we try to keep you up to date with the latest law and policy changes and answer retirement questions. We've been doing it for 40 years. Uh, 40 years. I guess I have been doing it for 40 <laughs> years, but not on this show. Wait, how 20 long? 20 years. 20 years on the show. The Kowal Investment Group has been around for how long, Jeff? Uh, 35 years. Wow. It, it, almost 1987. So next, in 2022, it'll be 35 years. You have been doing this your entire career. Absolutely. So, Not like you're, you know, in another profession, like a roofer or something, and then you just switch gears. No, this is like this is all you do. That's right. <laughs> your son Aaron, <laughs> obviously. I don't know. I just picked up. That's the first occupation that came to my mind. Uh, your son Aaron involved in your company as well, and uh, you hear. You know, all these guys that are on the show, John White, I know I'm going to miss somebody here, Marie McFarland, uh, we have Joe Still, you've got Aaron Spitzner, you've got a great staff that do the market updates. Ray, Chauncey, Tom, just a great team of people, Marie, I think you mentioned Marie. Just a great- aren't. Yep. You introduced the newest uh, member of your team, Chauncey, last Saturday. He's awesome. But you do the market updates, uh, and Jeff, that's on both stations, and it just gives uh, you a chance to talk about the- Stock market, a business report. Well, what's going on in the market that day? How it affects your retirement, your investment accounts. Uh, three, three o'clock business report, five o'clock business report on WISN, the Mark Belling show in Milwaukee. 4.55 on WIBA, uh, Vicki McKenna's show in Madison. Monday through Friday, we give you an idea of what's happening in the market that particular day, how it's affecting your retirement investment accounts, whether it's uh, corporate earnings news, a government report, uh, uh, pandemic, what's driving the markets up or down that particular day. We try to do a so what. How does it apply to your situation? And we wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, and tech-heavy NASDAQ every day, Monday through Friday, 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock news blocks, WISN in Milwaukee, 455 at WIBA in Madison. Yep, where the Vicki McKenna show airs uh, in the afternoon. Of course, she's on our station every day from 2 to 3 p.m. All right, Jeff, I want to open up phone lines, too, for any questions on retirement. The number to call is 414-799-1130, 414-799-1130. If you've got retirement questions, 414-799-1130. We'll open up lines right now. In addition, we have... Summerfest tickets to give away. Jeff, we've got four packs, and I've got a lot to give away. Should we do them all this summer? Do you Absolutely. mind? Absolutely. All right, let's do it. We have three four-packs. 
Uh, hey, Spencer, are you listening? I gotta, you got to tune in here. The <laughs> first three callers that have questions for Jeff on retirement will get a four-pack of Summerfest tickets. We're just going to make it that easy. First come, first serve. You have to have a question. You have to go on the air, not text us. And it's got to be retirement questions. Now, we get the calls any, you know, each week, but uh, in this case, the first three you each get a four-pack to Summerfest. That's simple. Lines are open, 414-799-1130. Before we take our first caller, Jeff, you have a topic. You know, Paul, every once in a while I have these get-off-my-lawn moments. <laughs> you know, it's kind of stupid. Where You know, I, I picked these articles and I think, like a couple weeks ago, it was um, the, guy who, the guy from PayPal who had two billion dollars or five billion dollars in his IRA. And my, my thought was, it's none of your business. Uh, what I have in my Roth IRA. Well, this there was something here that hit me again. It, 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 People know what that means, it's right? Like it's a, the old man that says, screaming to the kids, hey, get off my lawn. <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> yeah. It's another one. It's okay it, to have those moments, Jeff. You can let invent your anger every now and then. <laughs> well, it, this is our baby boomers to blame for the housing storage shortage. Uh, it says, and this is a, a Fox News article, um, Actually, from a lending company that sponsors their stuff. So anyway, while it's easy to point a finger at the older generations who are eating up a disproportionate amount of housing inventory, baby boomers are not the only ones to blame. But the article says that it's uh, baby boomers have a tight grip on the country's housing industry. Baby boomers own a disproportionate amount of real estate in the United States. And some are choosing to age in place, which we were told we're supposed to do, instead of downsizing to a smaller condo or moving into a retirement home. Yeah, stay in your own home. It's none of their business. <laughs> if I've, you know, we're, if we built our house as an example to to age in place, and we're actually doing that. It's by design that we're doing that. So when leave us alone. Get off my lawn. If you don't know what aging in place is, it's, uh, you know, wider doorways for potentially needing them in the future. Grab bars in the bathroom. Yep. Uh, all of that fewer stuff. Fewer steps, all kinds of things yeah, like that. Yeah, fewer steps. You're right. But um, laundry rooms in the upstairs for two-story homes are becoming very popular, Jeff. They can use a closet and put stacked laundry in dry. That's another example. And you're right. If you want to stay in your home, God darn it. <laughs> but it's... But Why it, would that concern anybody? And if you look at what's happened in the pandemic and that the people were sent to nursing homes basically to die and get the COVID, especially in New York, New Jersey, California, things like that, people are saying, I'm not leaving my house. I'm not going into a nursing home. Some are wonderful, fantastic, and they've done a great job with protecting the most vulnerable. But some are not. And there's a, there's a thought that... Uh, you know, that, that uh, you'll, you'll stay in your home instead of going into a nursing home. But it says, as younger generations struggle to enter the real estate market, many are pointing their fingers at baby boomers who are overstaying in their homes and refusing to downsize. Overstaying. <laughs> like you're not welcome in your own home. <laughs> yes. So a 2021 <laughs> survey by the National Association of Realtors found that baby boomers expected to own, own their homes for 20 years longer than any other generation despite making up the largest share of sellers. Baby boomers account for 44% of America's housing wealth, despite only making up 28% of the adult population. But they also go on on to the other things. Other underlying reasons of the current home shortage is a decades-long trend of underbuilding. Uh, For 20 years leading up to 2000, it was at a pace of 1.7% per year. For the last 20 years, it's been only 1%. 
Uh, it dropped to 1% in the last two decades. It's 0.7% in the last decade. So it's a uh, lack of new housing along with uh, us baby boomers staying in our own houses. Yeah, and, you uh, guys did it the right way. You did get, you know, if anything, look at millennials who are still renting or living with mommy in, in the basement and not going out and getting a but home. But they're saying that the reason that they're not doing it is not because they're living in the basement with mommy, but because those baby boomers are taking up all the housing. So There's not a shortage of housing that I know of in the country, Bob. We just finished a real estate show. There's plenty of homes that can be moved into if you want to. Right. I, not that I know of. I mean, unless I'm missing something. So I, that, I'm with you. Okay. Get off my lawn. <laughs> I love it. Get off my lawn moment. Let, can we sneak in a call or two? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, we're obviously we the first uh, the Summerfest tickets are done. <laughs> we got we got a full bank of calls to get to. Uh, so thank you for that. We're going to get to as many questions as we can in a relatively quick fashion. Whitefish Bay, Chris. Welcome to WISN. Good morning. Hi, Hi Chris. Hi. Hey, I'm thinking of retiring soon, and I've been moving my money around. I'm just wondering, I've gotten different ideas on how many years of replaced income or, or how many years of income do you need on the side, not in the market? Do you feel safe? Everybody's different with that. That's a that's oh, a good boy. question. When when you're retiring soon, you should see a specialist. You should call our office and not do it on your own. Um, you said you're moving money around. I don't know if you're if you mean that you're moving money into more conservative to have money on yes. the side. Okay, and that may or may not be the right thing to do. If you plan on living a long time in retirement, you don't want to be totally void of stocks. So I would be careful that you don't get overly conservative. Backing off some right now, especially with market at highs, that's a great idea. Taking it all out of the market, I think is probably a mistake. Yeah, I think that's a mistake. I just wondered how many years of... Replace like, would you want me to have one year of income and then the market corrects two years? Of See, income? my my wife would talk in terms of years. I would talk in terms of months. And uh, okay. six to nine months uh, available is probably a good idea. Uh, if you have money that's available, as an example, if you have a if you put it into a brokerage account where you can get the money in three days, that's a good place to put it too. Um, right. So if you have a couple years, a combination of what you have in savings accounts and a brokerage account that's available in three days, uh, if you a have couple a couple, I think your couple of years yeah. is, is pretty safe. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. One but get help, Sue, <laughs> especially if you're thinking about retirement, because the, uh, Chris, this is Chris. I'm sorry, Chris, because you could live a long time in retirement. So uh, make sure you plan right. for that. We are living longer. Americans are. We hear that each year. The maybe Thank not you. healthier, but longer. Thank hey, you for the call. Chris. Chris. Yeah, I'm going to put yeah. you in hold, Chris, so we get your Summerfest info. Let's think in one more before the break. This is Sue. She's from South Milwaukee. Good morning. Hi, Sue. Good morning. Hi, what's up? Um, just want to have an idea. I'm 55 years old, and I have a new employer. I'm thinking about going into um, the 401k plan, just wondering if 8% is too much to be putting in at this point. I've always gone for four because that's been a more comfortable number. Well, if you've gone for four all the while, that means you missed increases along the way. Because every time you would have gotten an increase in pay, I suggest that you increase the four and a half to five, to five and a half to six. Every time you get a pay raise, you increase the percentage. Uh, yes, more dollars go in if you get a pay raise. If you're putting 4% away, more money goes into your retirement plan. But at 55, you have an opportunity to be more aggressive if you've, if you've uh, uh, with your savings, with the amount of money that you're putting away. I think 8% is a good start. And then every time you get a raise, uh, soon in the future, bump that up to 8.5%, 9%, 10 12% eventually. Perfect. That sounds like a good 
great answer. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Sue. Thanks for the call. That's good advice. And, Sue, I'll put you in hold, too, so we get your information. You have said that over the years, Jeff, and I could not agree more. It's a tough pill to swallow. When you look at your check, and it's smaller, right? I want that check to be up there. I need that money. Then again... If you can't afford to, max out. If there's a match, we, we should have asked Sue if she has a match. Sure, yes. Most employers are matching now, right? They stopped the bid during COVID. Yes. But if that's there. A typical is 4%. So if she's putting an 8%, um, uh, that probably uh, takes up all the match. However, Sue, that's a good point, Paul. If the company matches up to 10%, then you should be putting away 10%. Absolutely. That's good stuff. Uh, And for those of you that don't have a 401k plan, Jeff, there's other options to create a retirement plan. Self-employed people, et cetera. We'll talk more about that. We've got Aaron Kowal coming up after the break with the Boss Minute. So we're going to take a quick break on the retirement clinic. We're on WISN in Milwaukee, WIBA in Madison, hosted by Jeff Kowal, the president of the Kowal Investment Group, world headquarters in Waukesha, in office in Port Washington. Phoenix, Arizona, in Racine, right at Highway 20, right off the freeway in Highway 20. Your website, thekowalway.com. K-O-W-A-L. Go on the website. You can, If you want to request an appointment, that's great. Heather, we'll get back to you right away. If you're close to already in retirement with $750,000 or more retirement assets, do go online at thekowalway.com. And all over social media. So on your website, you'll see LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook and all of the uh, social media sites that you need to go to. So it starts with thekowalway.com. And if you've got a question, we have lines open right now. 799-1130 is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. An important component of proper succession planning for your family business is determining what role your children should play in your succession plan. If you're thinking to yourself, I don't even know where to begin, don't worry, there are some helpful guidelines to this process. First, present the business as an option rather than an obligation. Of course, it is only natural for parents to want their children to follow in their footsteps. However, it's important to determine if they have a genuine interest. If there is an interest, then the next step is to get outside experience. Most business owners say they highly recommend outside experience to help their sons and or daughters build their identity, get outside knowledge, increase self-confidence, learn from mistakes, and understand that there is no such thing as a perfect boss. After your child has gained some outside experience, it's time to hire them to an existing job with a predetermined pay and expectations. This will help avoid any gray areas for your staff and for your child as they learn the business. Focus on teaching the foundation of your business and encourage the development of skills that are complementary to your own. And finally, before your exit draws near, take the time to plan. Ensure your child is not only ready to take over the business, but is also set up for success consider implementing an advisory board to help with the transition. If you need help planning for the succession of your family business, give our office a call today at 262-522-4040 or visit thekowalway.com. That's Aaron Kowal with the business, uh, Boss Bennett, Business Owner Savings and Security. I, I'm, I'm going to disagree with Aaron on one thing. There's no such thing as a perfect boss. 
I, have, I heard that you are the perfect I boss. I am hardly the perfect boss. I am not. I make my share of mistakes, too. But what he brings up is a great point. That it, it, As an example, everybody is different. Every fa- father, son, father, daughter, mother, daughter, any type of business relationship like that is different. And it's nice if you can keep the family and the business separated. That's an important part of it. Um, but everybody's different, and you go about different ways, and that's what Aaron is talking about. Just make sure you plan for it and get some help along the way. That's one of our weekly features, the Boss Minute with Aaron Kowal. Uh, The other one is called the Sexy Segment. It's about wealth management and preservation. It's coming up soon. We also have a lot to talk about in the show. Jeff's got topics, the angry old man, get off my lawn thing. and (laughs) We're done with that, Paul. We're we're done done with that. Well, there's a lot more. We could go on and on. (laughs) Let's get to some callers. Scott's been waiting in Beloit with a question about his 401k plan. Good morning, Scott. Hi, Scott. How are you? Yeah, good morning. How are you? Great, thanks. What's up? So I have quite a bit of money in two 401ks. When I go to take the distribution from that, do I pay a lot of tax on that, or should I convert that to a Roth IRA so I don't pay tax? The answer Um, is yes and yes. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. But you bring up a a great point. Uh, You can potentially, if if the plan allows it, you can convert some of your 401k now to a Roth 401k inside the plan. Um, there wouldn't be any limits to it, except uh, you have to know that you're going to, and we're, actually we're going to talk about it. So your question is very apropos. Uh, we're going to talk about Roth conversions and things you have to look out for. And one of the things that you have to look out for is that you do have to pay taxes on in the year that you do the conversion. Um, but you will have to pay taxes on it sooner or later. We're encouraging people to, and every, again, every case is different. It's not necessarily for you, but every case is different. Right. But we like the idea of converting a significant amount this year because we think taxes are going to go up and not down. Our sexy segment, wealth management and preservation segment, will address that today. Um, so really, Scott, the things you're talking about are things we're going to bring up in the next couple of segments. Um, you're you're good. conversion now, even though I'm working yet? Yes. Uh, again, um, I did some of mine this year. Uh, from an IRA to a Roth IRA, just because even if you're in a high tax bracket, chances are it's going to go higher. So if you can grab some of it at a lower tax bracket, even while you're working, and you can try to do the taxes such, do the conversion such that it bumps up to your next tax bracket, so you're not bleeding in. Even if a little bit bleeds into the next tax bracket, a little bit higher, that's okay because the larger part of part of it will be in a lower tax bracket. You're going to have to pay taxes on it sometime in the future. If you have two 401k plans, especially if it hasn't been taxed yet, it will be. They're going to come after you somehow, Scott, if not when you're around later on after you pass away. But they will get their pound of flesh out of you. Yeah, that's what I figured. Is Several there a limit pounds. on how much you can take out, or do you have to do it in certain dollar amounts or do no we do it bracket you'd be in now especially if you have two 401ks what we would do and uh, again every case is different we might roll one of 401ks into an ira then we can have more control over how much we're going to convert from a uh, an ira to you could do that on a tax-free basis then we can have more control over what we uh, convert from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA to bump you up to that tax bracket, that next tax bracket. So you can have a little bit more control with that. But there's no limit. The government, now the plan may uh, limit how much you can convert, but the government will not. If you have $750,000 in your IRA and you say, well, can I convert the whole thing? The government will say, yes, you can. Because uh, they'll get the tax on it all at one time and they'll love you for it. 
So there's there's no limit as to how much you can convert. Okay. Help, Scott? All right. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the call, Scott. I'm going to put you in hold, Scott, too. I want to make sure that we're getting everybody's information um, for the Summerfest tickets that we so generously gave away to your listeners yeah. today. And Scott, if we can help you, give me a call at the office, too, and I'd be happy to talk that through with you. I want to give out your office phone number. Jeff, it's 262-522-4040, or thekowalway.com for questions off the air in Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, and Racine. Uh, you're licensed in 27 28, states? Now 28, 28 states. 28 yep. states. So when Aaron talks about being a national company and, and you know, with iHeartMedia, we're all over. We're getting calls from all over the place. Uh, we truly are, and a lot, a lot of our clients retire here and then move somewhere else. And we are blessed. We have great clients that stay with us even if they move somewhere else. So, um, yeah, we uh, licensed in 28 states. Four office, three offices here, another one in Phoenix. So, you mentioned the iHeart app. I can't think of a, a cooler way for people that have moved out of Milwaukee, Jeff. You have no idea how many calls. Like I, when I'm producing Belling during the week, they, you know, they're from all over the country, but they all come back to we used to live in Milwaukee, yep. but we keep tabs on what's going on through your show on the iHeart app. It's free, so download that app. Will oh, you? absolutely. And when I'm in. Phoenix, I get up early anyway, but with... Um, Put up Jay Weber? With Jay Weber, yeah. He'll be on at 6 o'clock, so it starts at 4 o'clock in, in Phoenix time, so I'm yeah. up at and, early and, listening to him. Now. And kudos to Ben uh, Ben Yount, our, our morning guy who took Ken Herrera's place. He's really good, too. Oh, yeah. He's a fill-in talk show, so he's before J- uh, Jay and then, of course, Dan O'Donnell. And the list goes on, but if you don't have the iHeart app, please do that. And for those of you that complain, oh, I don't get good reception or the AM radio up in Sheboygan, Manitowoc... The app is the way to go. It sounds fantastic. All right. That being done, uh, we're not going to go back to the angry man thing. Oh, you want to take calls, Jeff? Yeah, if we have one more. Yeah, we do. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll take calls. I'm not telling you how you do your job, Paul. You, Actually, you're more on top of the show today than I am. <laughs> I was late getting started in the studio, and now I don't even realize we have callers waiting. This caller is from West Bend. David, good morning. Hi, David. How good are morning. you? Good. Very good. Hey, uh, in regards to the last caller with the rolling over of the traditional IRA to the Roth, um, you were saying do it uh, because of the tax reasons. But what about, um, uh, I was talking about uh, making the tax increases retroactive to the beginning of this year. They, they could. Uh, that's very possible. Um, I still would say there is a, that's a really great question, David, because there's a study that was out a couple, uh, and I, re- I referenced it, uh, periodically, a couple of attorneys in Pittsburgh did a study that said basically it doesn't matter if you go from a higher tax bracket to a lower ta- tax bracket. If you pay taxes on your IRA at the top tax bracket, if it's if you're seven years away or more from using the money, it's always the the benefit of the tax free growth and tax free withdrawals wins out. Um, so yeah, even if it's retroactive and I'm well aware that that's a possibility that they could go back to the first of the year, I still think it's a good idea to do that for a lot of people. But you also bring up another good point, which we're going to touch on right now, that there are some things that you have to be aware of. Um, increased Medicare premiums. If you do a significant amount of that, you may bump yourself into a higher income tax rate so that you're you're going to be paying higher Medicare premiums. There are, and you have to pay taxes on any amount that you convert. So there are some red flags, things you need to be aware of. But uh, yeah, even the, uh, uh, if if you have the money to pay for the taxes outside of the IRA, I still think it makes sense to do it. 
all right, uh, that makes sense. All right. Thanks for the call, David. You answered my question. All right. Yeah. Thanks a lot. And it was a good question. Did you want to piggyback off that? Is that something you wanted to bring there was up? A, yeah, there was a, um, a USA Today article, and then it followed up with a uh, Ed Slot report. Um, the uh, USA Today article was talked about Roth IRA conversions may be the answer, whatever the question is. To sum the Roth individual retirement account, which now represents a trillion dollars in assets in the U.S. and is the fastest growing segment of the U.S. retirement accounts is the perfect retirement account. Consider contributions up to $6,000 or $7,000 if you're 50 or older are made after taxes. Your money grows tax-free. And withdrawals are made af- uh, tax-free after a required holding period. It's like the perfect investment. And that's why a lot of regulators, including President Obama, uh, former President Obama, are not too thrilled with those uh, because they 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 contend that basically only rich people have Roth IRAs because they know to convert, they know to put mm-hmm. money in, and they know the value of tax-free growth. Well, Obama's one of those rich people. Yeah, but he, but he was the one that, uh, just before he went out, tried to make it so that you had to take required minimum distributions from Roth IRAs yeah. along with traditional IRAs. to, even, to He saw the distribution equality sort of like. Anyway, what's more, what's more unlike a traditional IRA, there are no required minimum distributions from Roth IRAs. Um, but the Roth IRA conversion works this way. You take a distribution from your traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, contribute that money. Uh, uh, it's not a distribution. It's, it's a conversion from the traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. And that goes into a Roth IRA. That grows tax-free. There's no age limit to Roth contributions. There are maybe income tax limits. And there are no age limitations for Roth conversions. Now, let's talk about this. Uh, Ten things you must know before converting. I'm not going to go through all of these, but I'll go through four or five of them. Uh, anyone with an eligible retirement account can convert. A long time ago, this is before 2010, there used to be income limit on conversions. There aren't any more. Those days are long gone. That was way back in 2010. It's not all or nothing. A couple of our callers today were talking about that. If you're unsure that conversion is for you, you can ease into it. It is not all or nothing. Consider a partial conversion in 2021 and maybe more in future years. You know, do 10000 15000 then maybe do more later on. I think that that makes a lot of sense. Here's another one of things you must consider before converting in 2021. There will be a tax bill. Yes, conversion almost always comes with a tax bill. Get ready. Uh, although we have done a couple with uh, very low incomes where we could convert 10000 or 20000 still at zero tax. So now you get rid of the IRA. You convert that to a Roth IRA. It's tax-free forever. It wasn't taxed coming out of the IRA in the conversion. Ooh, that's the way to go. And it'll never be taxed because it's tax-free in the Roth. So that's good too. But you have to, in most cases, you're going to be re- be ready because there will be a tax bill. If you understand that, uh, again, that there will be another where there might be some side effects. Uh, this is what our last caller was referring to. There will be some side effects because a conversion is included in income. It can affect things like financial aid for college, the taxation of Social Security, and Medicare surcharges. It's best to understand all this before going forward rapidly. Um, the, our, uh, Ed Slot goes on to say the trade-off is worth the temporary pain. Any increase due to income and conversion is uh, that happens this year most likely will be worth it. The trade-off is no more taxable IRA distributions down the road. Uh, last thing I think I want to note in here, uh, 
um, watch a deadline. If you want to do a 2020 conversion, now contributions you can do until next until the deadline next year. That's contributions. Conversions must be done before the end of the year. The funds must leave the traditional IRA by December 31st of 2021. Don't wait until the last minute. Don't wait. Exclamation point. You may not have, your custodian may not have the time to get it through. That was good stuff again. The source there, Ed Slot uh, newsletter, I believe. Yeah, Ed Slot report. Yep. Uh, you know that guy. It's oh, like yeah. you're, you're uh, Kevin Bacon, six degrees of whatever. Oh. Sure, Paul. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yes, and I've he, known him since 99. He's been a friend of mine. Uh, prominently, nationally, if anything comes out, the Wall Street Journal, all these major publications go to him first. They go and to say, him, yeah. What do these regulations mean? Uh, very bright guy, put together a great organization of elite IRA advisors. It's lots, uh, uh, a great guy, knows his stuff. And we'll take a break. Break number two, Jeff. When we come back, we've got some callers hanging on. Jim and Madison, you're next. Don't hang up. We'll be right back with the Retirement Clinic in Madison on WIBA. And, of course, WISN Milwaukee with Jeff Kowal. I'm Paul Cronforce. Stick around. All right, that music for the sexy segment means it's time to talk about wealth management and preservation. We have some callers that have been hanging on hold. I want to get to those quickly. Let's do that first, Paul. Yeah, we'll do that first. Uh, Jeff Kowal, welcome back. The Retirement Clinic, WISN, Milwaukee, WIBA, Madison. And we go to Madison right now. Jim is hanging on. Thanks for being patient. Jim, good morning. Good morning. I have a quick question. I'd like to get Jeff's opinion on this. Um, I was in Florida a few months ago, and I was listening to a financial uh, radio show, and he brought up kind of an interesting point about not investing into Roth. And he said, you just don't know what the tax law is going to be 30 years from now. He said, maybe everything will be taxed. And as an example, he brought up the point of Social Security was never supposed to be taxed, but yet it is taxed as of about 30 years ago. And he also brought up a point where with this founder of PayPal who has billions of dollars in his IRA. Now there's been a little bit of talk in Washington about having a limit of how much you can have in your yep. Roth IRA. Yep. So I guess going forward, I mean, is that a valid point he has? I think that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. How's that? <laughs> well, no, that's, that's candid. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, you have to make decisions not on what could happen, should happen. You have to make decisions on what the current tax law is. Uh, is there a possibility that five years from now they're going to tax your IRAs? I've heard, or Roth IRAs, that they're going to just put a 1% or 2% surcharge on it. It'll be a temporary tax. It'll never go up. Well, there is no such thing as a temporary tax, and it will always go up. Uh, so in my opinion, Jim, um, you do what's based on today's law. So if you if so if it's right for you to do a Roth IRA, do it. Let's say five years from now they they put a tax on it and you don't want to pay that tax. You can cash out of your IRA. If, again, there are some restrictions on it, but you can cash out of your IRA completely, take it out tax free, and run with it. So you don't have to be subject to that tax that might come, perhaps, maybe sometime in the future. I think you're right that there may be. 
uh, some lid on it. I think that that's, again, that's one of the things that we talked about that it was nobody's business how much he had in there. And I'm not sure the guy from PayPal was the guy that that uh, released that information. Uh, Nonetheless, your, your point is we don't know, Jeff. You're dealing with the unknowns. A lot of what ifs. But but Jim brings up a great point. There is talk that there might they might put a lid as to how much you can accumulate in there. But I don't think it's going to be a hundred thousand dollars. It may not be five hundred thousand, and maybe five million dollars is the most. We don't know. I'd take my chances and I'd convert to a Roth. Makes sense to me. Thanks. All right. Thanks for the call, Jim. Yeah, Jim, that's a good question. I, it was really I, a very good question. Thanks I, a lot for the call, I, Jim. I loved your candid answer. <laughs> I think uh, it was the dumbest okay. thing you've had. Okay, it's time now for the sexy segment. Uh, Jim, again, thanks for the call. Yep. And if anybody wants to sneak in, 15 minutes left, a little bit less than that maybe, uh, to give us a call in the retirement clinic, the Accident Mortgage Talk Line. And we've taken a lot of calls so far. But we do have time yeah, it's at 7. It's been a lot of fun. And really great ones. calls, too. Very thoughtful calls today. The number seven nine nine eleven thirty. All right, the floor is yours, Jeff. This show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. We call it the sexy segment or the wealth management and preservation segment. Once you've accumulated some wealth, how do you preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and pass it on to your heirs? So this is... Um, a USA Today article that just recently that talks about your stocks may face a higher capital gains tax. Um, and when, and especially with those with a million dollars or more of income, they're going to be affected. Uh, so it says a Biden plan would raise rate to fund spending. The past year has brought all sorts of federal tax adjustments and changes, sim- stimulus payments, untaxed unemployment compensation, more lenient treatment of retirement withdrawals, extended return filing deadline and more. The next big move on the individual side could be higher capital gains. President Joe Biden has proposed nearly doubling of the maximum federal rate on capital gains on investments held more than one year to 43.4% to help raise $1.8 trillion in new spending initiatives that include childcare, pre-kindergarten education, tuition-free community college, and paid family leave. So they're trying to raise money. They're doing it by, they think they can do it by raising the top capital gains tax. That's in addition to the proposed hike in the top rate for regular income from to uh, almost 40% from 37% and a bump up in the corporate tax rate from 28% to 28% from 21%. You see a pattern here? I do. Uh, they're talking about all taxes going up. What's the rationale? In part, Biden needs to raise money, uh, for those family-oriented initiatives, capital gains. There's also a desire among Democrats, uh, family-oriented initiatives, they call them, the you know, free college, things like that, they, they, that they want to make the tax code more fair by equalizing the treatment of income, whether derived from wages or investment earnings. At the low end of the scale, people generate most of their income from wages. For those at the top, capital gains often dominate. So once you've, you know, the, you're starting to put money away, you get capital gains tax treatment on the investments you have outside of retirement accounts. So who would pay the tax? According to this article, <laughs> the White House claims only those people with incomes of a million dollars would pay the higher capital gains tax rate. Is this um, Joe Biden's White House? Yes. This is a mere 0.3% or three out of every thousand taxpayers. Who believes that? I don't I mean, if you believe anything, if you see what's happening, exactly. See, that's what I think is, is probably 
there are some horrible things going on right now in Afghanistan. It, it's unspeakable things that are happening. And, and even CNN is showing it, Jeff. Yeah, but one of the, the good, perhaps the only good thing that might come out of this, that they were, they say all these smart people are in charge, all these smart people are helping Biden make these decisions. Maybe they'll question all these smart people on the border, on taxes, on these stimulus plans. Maybe they'll quest, start to question all these smart people throughout the whole administration. There are some good things. This is not one of them. Am I uh, sensing sarcasm in that uh, the smart people? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what they're calling themselves. I mean, they call themselves the smart I know, people. They're I know sending they out do. information saying I know. smart people the are in charge. The so-called experts that know everything, right, yep. Jeff, from COVID to, to Afghanistan, are not uh, having their best hour. Charles Payne on Fox was talking about that this morning, about these guys that are really good at putting together white papers and theorizing on what might happen. Uh, but when reality strikes, they may not be so good one yeah. uh, when reality but they're talking about uh homeowners could shield 250,000 housing profits but biden's plan would prohibit more complex tax-free exchanges known as 1031 exchanges when gains exceed 500,000 so a lot $500,000 so a lot of times uh people will have money in real estate and they'll defer the taxes on that and they'll buy another property and transfer that cost basis onto the next property. It's called a 1031 exchange. He said, no, we're not going to do that anymore for amounts over $500,000. Could rich taxpayers avoid the tax? Absolutely. And they probably will. So I think they're going to stick it to them. He says, uh, the article says, to some degree, yes. One avoidance strategy would be to hang on to stocks or other investments indefinitely. If you're forced, if you have to sell them, uh, or you have to pay taxes on it. if you sell them, don't sell them. <laughs> so that if, so if you can afford to do that, and again, if you're if you're part of the wealthier class and you don't have to, you could have money in savings, or you could sell something else at a loss. Why not sell those? Uh, at least until a wealthy individual has a year when the regular income comes in below a million dollars. Biden also proposes subjecting the wealthy to a tax on unrealized profits at death. In other words, if you wait till you died, and you know, right now there's a step up in basis. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this in the past. We're talking about getting rid of that step up in basis as well. Um, a lot of wealthy people, are, especially ones that he hangs around with, are, would not be happy with that. Um, so high-end investors, how high might the rate go? High-end investors currently pay 23.8% on long-term capital gains. It's a 20% rate plus a surtax of 3.8% on net investment income to help finance Medicare. The Biden plan would raise that to 43.4% from 23.8%, so about 24% up to 44%. God, so that's, that's not subtle. No kidding. Uh, so they're got, people are going to avoid it. They're not going to try it. They will wait to do that. Um, so the new top 43.4 levy would be the highest since a rate above 70% from 1913 to 1921. So top capital gains rates started to come down to, in 1922 due to uh, concerns about decreasing capital gains tax revenues. So when they have high capital gains tax, the revenues go down. So if they're going to have higher revenues and they're counting on that to support their programs, revenues are likely to go down, not up. Smart people. <laughs> I love it. That was a good segment, Jeff. You're kind of on fire today. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You're on a little bit of a roll. We've had a great show with a lot of questions, a lot of good great calls. questions. Yeah. Uh, that was the sexy segment, including a couple of questions and phone calls in there. Now. After the break, how do you get in touch with the Cowell Investment Group to talk about your retirement, your future, your nesting? 
We'll tell you about that when we come back on WISN in Milwaukee and WIBA Madison, the retirement clinic with Jeff Kowal continues. All right, there's a story here. This is not a rebroadcast from December at Christmas time. Jeff picks up bumper music. Blues Traveler was today's theme. The only one we had left was a Christmas song. And I love this song, so I do listen to it. Turn that up, Spencer. I'm in the Christmas spirit. Actually, I can't even tell it's a Christmas song, really. No. Uh, good stuff today, Jeff. What a good show with a lot of callers. Uh, and as we wrap this up, we'll talk more about the Coal Investment Group. Again, in Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, and in Racine, you hear the updates on both stations, IBA, ISN, Monday through Friday doing market reports. But your niche, Jeff, is retirement planning. That is a key thing, Paul, and I'm glad you brought that up because if you're close to already in retirement, $750,000 in retirement assets – why go anywhere else? Um, others will do other things. And then you say you're retiring. Yeah, we do that too. Day in and day out, we help people retire. We care deeply about your success in retirement. We are fiduciary advisors, always putting your interests first. Uh, we work with all aspects of retirement planning, with taxes, with estate planning, um, uh, long-term care. What are the types of things that can adversely affect affect an otherwise successful retirement plan. We talk about keeping family wealth in the family uh, so that you don't have unintended beneficiaries. These are types of things that uh, if you're close to already in retirement, if you have assets scattered all over, we had a couple of callers today, they had a couple of 401ks, chances are they're not being attended to as well if you have assets scattered all over. And finally, if you're a do-it-yourselfer that is just tired of doing it yourself, give our office a call at 262-522-4040 or go online at thekowalway.com, thekowalway, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. Uh, you can click a button on there to get started with us, to contact us, and uh, Heather will get back to you right away. Yeah, you said tired of doing it yourself. Maybe you're just not getting the returns. You're not getting the performance. And Or one guys... of the two spouses is not does not do it themselves. <laughs> That's the Retirement Clinic. See you next week. Thanks, Jeff. Have a good weekend. You too, Paul.